published in the Los Angeles Times. Written by Julie Remeyer. Op-ed, Netflix is televising prejudice against the chronically ill. Julie begins. September 18th, 2018. Ableism kills. I've watched my fellow patients with myalgic encephalomyelitis, also known as chronic fatigue syndrome, suffer and even die from the ignominy of a suspect disease. Patients often can't get effective medical care. Their disability insurance applications are rejected. Their marriages are torn apart. They're abandoned by their families. They end up in poverty and food insecurity. And sometimes they die occasionally from the disease itself, more often from suicide. As terrible as this litany is, nothing has brought home to me the dangers of prejudice against those who are chronically ill, like the new Netflix documentary series, Afflicted. The television show follows the lives of seven people with bizarre health problems, including ME-CFS and mold illness, diagnoses I share. As the series unfolds, the agenda becomes increasingly clear to show that the primary cause of these diseases is psychological. In episode six, each participant is shown while their parents and partners speak. I wonder, is he imagining this to the point that it becomes real? Is this in her head? Is it psychosomatic? Some of it's in her mind, I guess. The patients are depicted as bleeding their loved ones dry of money and goodwill, as abandoning reputable doctors in favor of greedy quacks, and as being freaks, utterly unlike normal, healthy people. When I finished watching the series, I feared for my fellow patients. For example, for Rebecca Handler, an ME-CFS patient who recently tweeted, the domino effect. First your body fails you, next the community, the medical community, fails you. After that, some friends fail you, then your family fails you, after you're left with a gaping hole that is your future, and it's a what now, question mark, hashtag MECFS, hashtag chronic illness. She begged friends to take her in because her parents threatened to put her in a psychiatric ward. And as she told me, they hadn't even watched Afflicted. Whatever Handler's parents believe, science is unequivocal about the reality of MECFS, as well as many other illnesses depicted in the series. In 2015, the National Academy of Medicine released a report that called ME-CFS a serious chronic complex multi-system disease, rejecting the idea that it is psychosomatic and demanding that doctors take it seriously. Similarly, though chronic Lyme disease is often dismissed as a fake ailment, the science is clear that 10% to 20% of patients who get ideal treatment for documented Lyme infection are nevertheless left chronically ill. 
Mold and chemical sensitivities can be caused by an illness called mast cell activation syndrome, in which a type of immune cell overreacts to ordinarily benign substances, releasing a flood of inflammatory molecules. The series says nothing about such studies and findings. Instead, a psychiatrist who hasn't examined any of the patients featured in Afflicted offers explanations for their maladies, ranging from past trauma to benefiting from illness to simple delusion. The filmmakers juxtapose these explanations with footage of the participants that suggest the psychiatrist's musings apply directly to them. The filmmakers include few interviews with the patient's mainstream doctors, while highlighting complementary alternative treatments the patients pursued, treatments the filmmakers themselves sometimes arranged at no cost to the participants, according to participant Becca Fly. Fly says they even pressured her to pursue such a treatment against her doctor's advice. Participants have described many more ethical failings, including that the filmmakers deceptively edited footage to make it appear that family members believed their loved one's illnesses might be psychosomatic when they emphatically did not. Our intention, protests Dan Partland, executive producer of the series, was to give the world a compassionate window into the difficulties of patients and families struggling with elusive and misunderstood illnesses. Whatever the series' professed intent, Afflicted is a compendium of scientific and ethical flaws. The narrative that emerges is clear. These people are causing their own problems through their bad choices, and they are not like you. You are good and normal. They are bad and strange. Unsurprisingly, the series is amplifying the disdain already heaped on patients. Tweets like this one are common. If you're looking for a good laugh, check out the drama on the afflicted hashtag. There's a lot of mental illness out there. People would rather pay fake doctors for vitamins and magnets than see a psychiatrist. In a Reddit thread, several doctors confidently assert that the participants must be suffering from psychosomatic illness, and the participants have been deluged with hate mail, some calling on them to kill themselves. A group of writers, activists, artists, filmmakers, physicians, and scientists, including me, has released an open letter calling on Netflix to take down the show. Fully dismantling the ableism fueling the series requires us to open our hearts to the awful possibility that we, too, could become horrendously ill with a disease doctors don't understand. But history shows that there's a shortcut to stop the disbelief. Scientific research. Multiple sclerosis was called the faker's disease until MRI scans showed brain lesions. The understanding of ulcers, breast cancer, tuberculosis, rheumatoid arthritis, and many other illnesses developed similarly. But skepticism chokes the flow of research dollars, 
ME-CFS, the best funded of the diseases portrayed, gets a pathetic $15 million in research funding per year, according to the NIH, which, given that about 1 million Americans are affected, amounts to $15 a patient. This is what makes afflicted especially pernicious. Dismissing people like me as crazy leaves us unable to figure out why we're actually sick. Julie Remeyer is the author of Through the Shadowlands, a science writer's odyssey into an illness science doesn't understand. And she is a contributing editor at Discover. This article was also posted by Julie afterwards, written at The Guardian by Dr. Francis Ryan. Sorry, Netflix, we don't need another freak show. September 18th, 2018, today. Afflicted has enraged its participants, but it wouldn't be the first TV show to use people with disabilities as entertainment fodder. Dr. Ryan writes, An open letter to Netflix was published on Tuesday criticizing its recent docuseries, Afflicted, which chronicles the lives of seven people with chronic illnesses. The letter highlighted what it called the show's stigmatizing portrayal of disability and was signed by a Nobel laureate as well as filmmakers, writers, and activists, including Monica Lewinsky and Lena Dunham billed as portraying baffling symptoms and controversial diagnoses, the show follows patients as they search for treatments and some relief. But it was alleged in an article in the LA Times that producers used unethical practices, editing footage to suggest participants' medical conditions were psychosomatic disorders, using few expert doctors, and focusing on skeptical medics who cast doubt on whether the individuals were ill at all. That science doesn't understand many health conditions doesn't make their symptoms less real. The article points out that Dan Partland, the executive producer of the series, said the aim was to give the world a compassionate window into the difficulties of patients and families struggling with elusive and misunderstood illnesses. Yet the participants themselves are at the forefront of the criticism. Last month, several of those included in the series wrote a joint post on Medium titled The Truth Behind Netflix's Afflicted. Participants in the show have been harassed online and have written that they have even been physically threatened or received death threats. These are people who trusted the program makers to help spread understanding of their conditions to the public and say they were rewarded by having their lives mocked to peddle prejudice. As Jill Maxie Edelstein, who has multiple chemical sensitivity, wrote in her essay criticizing the show, I trusted you with my heart and my story, and now you're using it against me and my people. But this isn't simply about hurt feelings. As the letter says, Netflix reaches 300 million viewers worldwide, and its programs have the power to reinforce barriers to appropriate medical care or disability benefits, dampen the support of vital research, and add to the stigma and social isolation, 
Oh. This is intense. This is intense. I'm so glad to be reading these articles. It is very intense. Let's take a breath. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix reaches 300 million viewers worldwide. Its programs have the power to reinforce barriers to appropriate medical care or disability benefits, dampen the support of vital research, add to the stigma and social isolation of an already profoundly marginalized group of people. There is a long history of disability being used as entertainment, from TV following rare medical conditions to dwarf wrestling, modern-day Victorian freak shows. When groups are stereotyped on TV, it does not just reflect the prejudices of the time, but can be key in perpetuating them. Distorted depictions can be particularly damaging for people with chronic illnesses, who are typically disbelieved and told it's all in your head. But this goes for many minorities whose lives are used as entertainment fodder for the majority. The residents on Benefits Street, the Channel 4 documentary centered on a deprived Birmingham community, became synonymous with the scrounger rhetoric in the early years of cuts to the welfare budget. White D, one of the central figures in the show, later said the way she and her neighbors were portrayed ripped us apart. Although a senior Channel 4 executive insisted that it was important to tell the stories of distressed parts of our society. Shows that purport to do good can fall into this trap. My week as a Muslim, in which a white woman went undercover to understand Islamophobia, was criticized for using brown face and centering the story on white people. If you want to understand racism, perhaps just listen to its victims. Controversy sells and program makers can create hate figures or a freak for added revenue. This gets more worrying in the age of social media. When television comes with hashtags, producers may whip up a crowd and then let them loose on their target. Ultimately, it is not simply bad publicity caused by an open letter that is going to talk companies such as Netflix into being responsible. It's viewers who can send the loudest message by switching off. Besides, who wants to watch ill people's lives being exploited? Sexual harassment, misogynistic excuses have run out. The spirit of much of what has been the Me Too movement is to divide men and women. Sean Penn opined this week. It's funny to say it is women speaking out about assault that is divisive for the sexes, rather than, say, the fact that men keep assaulting. As McDonald's staff in the U.S. launch an unprecedented strike against sexual harassment, there's a sense that women are fighting back and a contingent of men are feeling their dominance is threatened by the whole thing. 
the alleged vin Where's the end of this article? These are... This is a different article. I'm confused. Dr. Francis Ryan, where is your, where's your byline? Is this what the Guardian does? This is weird, where's her byline? She does not have a byline. What on earth is going on? There's this whole different article at the bottom of this. Okay. I will cut this part. I'll cut this part of the audio off. <laughs> I'm confused. Um, I'm just seeing if I can figure out where the end of the article is. Because... Okay, we can split this in two. I'm going to read this part because I'm really curious about whether it ties in. It seems like it may have been written by the same person. It appears that perhaps Dr. Ryan has written this portion too, which appears further down on the same page. Sexual harassment, misogynistic excuses have run out. The spirit of much of what has been the hashtag MeToo movement is to divide men and women, Sean Penn opined this week. It's funny to say it's women speaking out about assault that is divisive for the sexes, rather than, say, the fact that men keep assaulting. As McDonald's staff in the U.S. launch an unprecedented strike against sexual harassment, there's a sense that women are fighting back, and a contingent of men are feeling their dominance is threatened by the whole thing. The alleged victim of Trump's nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court, nominated by a pussy grabber no less, has dared to speak up. Brett Kavanaugh has denied the allegation. If somebody can be brought down by accusations like this, then you, me, every man certainly should be worried. We can all be accused of something, responded a lawyer close to the White House. The question, of course, is whether these men should be worried because they've done nothing wrong, or they have and are disturbed that they may no longer be able to get away with it. As Penn went on, hashtag MeToo is just too black and white. Assault is such a gray area, isn't it? It's the flip side to the idea that consent is too complex for men to understand, as if you may accidentally rape a woman as you try to ask her out. Neither sex comes out of this well. Consent, apparently, is simultaneously too complicated and too simplistic. Women, hysterical, divisive, or vindictive, will throw accusations around, and men can't even flirt without a feminist trying to destroy them. Whether it's at a McDonald's or the Supreme Court bench, time is increasingly up on lazy, misogynistic excuses. If women speaking out is so unpalatable to men such as Trump, I'd suggest they're doing something right. 
You can find this along with an excellent article about Netflix's docu-series Afflicted, written by Dr. Francis Ryan, Tuesday, 18th of September, 2018, on theguardian.com. For these links and others, including to Julie Remeyer's website at julieremeyer.com, please see intuitive.pub slash radiotext, where we keep our latest updates coming at the top of the page for you to see. Thank you for listening.